Welcome back, friends, to our podcast, Cheeky Vibe, Peaceful Life. My name is Lauren Mazadonsky. And my name is Michelle Moss. And I had this thing come to me um, and I wanted to talk about it today. You know how last time you had this thing that came to you and it was like, you know, I just really, and then I saw this quote this morning and, 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 and I just thought this is something that would be good, good, good stuff to chew on. So, no, I loved it. As soon as you brought it up, we were like back and forth. So I, at first I said, I, you know, I didn't know the exact phrase that you used to the, to name it, but makes sense. Yeah. So, um, can you read that, that quote for us? Yeah. So Michelle said she saw this from a friend on Facebook, the strength of a woman is not measured by the impact that all of her hardships in life have had on her, but the strength of a woman is measured by the extent of her refusal to allow those hardships to dictate her and who she becomes. So I what, love it. So what does that mean to you? What, it, what, I mean, cause you know, we've talked about this stuff, you know, the overcoming. So what does it mean to you when you read that? Mm, I need to process it for a minute. <laughs> it, you know, I mean, it definitely very much applies to my life, mm -hmm. you know, um, because I, I didn't, I just tried to keep putting one foot in the other in front of the other. Cause it's, it's easy. It would be easy to sit there and, and let a hardship just you be know, your life, be it, be, be your, to define you. Yeah. I'm even very much so like working through not, um, allowing like my past of, you know, di divorce. Oh my gosh. Like, um, I'm, I'm using my story to help women that are there, but not letting it define me. Right. Right. So that quote brought up this whole thing that I've been talking about with clients and have for years and, and taught, taught this in some of the psychology classes I taught, but, um, understanding that we do have some control, but some of us see us having control and others of us don't. So there's this terminology called the internal locus of control versus the external locus of control. So those of us with internal locus of control is kind of what you just described. When you have a challenge come up, you believe you have control over what's going to happen. You, you, you feel like you're like, you're, you're more likely to take actions. You're less influenced by other people's opinions. Um, you're you have a strong self, sense of self-efficacy. So that means you believe that you can do something. Um, you believe you can succeed. Um, there's, you work hard to reach your goals. You feel confident when, when something is confronting you. Um, actually, they say that people with an internal locus of control tend to be healthier physically because that would make sense. If you believe you have control over something, you're going to eat healthier, maybe mm -hmm. exercise, keep your body in check. That makes sense. Um, and yeah, this, you're going to want to feel good about yourself. Right. And then another important one is um, people with an internal locus of control report being happier and more independent in life and have greater successes because I mean, why do you think it's because they don't play the victim to the situations? Yeah. I think they feel like they have a sense of control, so they're going to make yeah. it. And yeah. when you feel a sense of control, like when we had Amy um, Traw last time talking about, um, you know, organizing your home and getting a sense of control it makes you feel happier, more in, independent, more, more, uh, well, reducing your anxiety, you know? Mm -hmm. So for those of us who have that internal locus of control that I'm going to get it done, 
even in the face of adversity, I can handle this because history has shown that I can handle this. Now on the flip side, if you have an external locus of control, um, sometimes those people believe that they have no control at all over their lives and external variables are to blame. It's always somebody else's fault or something. Mm, yes, not taking ownership and responsibility. Right. They blame outside forces for their circumstances. They often, when something good does happen, it's not because of them, it's because of luck or chance. Like it's always an outside thing, even if it's a good thing. Um, they don't believe they can change their situation through any efforts of their own. Um, they often feel helpless, hopeless, powerless, um, more prone to learn and become part of the learned helplessness, that feeling that no matter what I do, it's not gonna work. I can't get out of this situation. And it does kind of become a, a victim mentality. Um, internal locus of control equals self-determination. I am determined that I'm going to do this, this, and this. Uh, and this is, this really can impact how you look at life and how you cope with things. No, I love it. So how do you, so see, true. how do you see yourself? Where do you see yourself on that internal, external? And I, and I don't want to say that internal locus of control is always better because like I said, if you, if you have an internal locus of control and you're just not really good at something, like maybe it's a sport or chess. And, and you fail at something you blame it, then you take it, you own it too much. Like it just might be something you're not good at and you just have to walk away from it. You know, that can bring you down. So I'm not saying necessarily it's hundred percent good. And just saying that people who have an internal locus of control generally fit that, that criteria that I just said. Right. Mm -hmm. So where do you fit? Wait, internals, the internal you're determined you're going to take control you are yes. you say well, yes that's definitely me. control yeah yes so um what have you felt like i mean you, you mentioned your divorce but how could you have been if you had an external locus of control how could you have gone through your divorce what, what do you think that could have looked like oh my gosh that would have been terrible because i just feel like because i mean i've mentioned it even on the podcast how i kind of went a little extreme but i was like just really focused on my healthy lifestyle and just working on being a better version of myself. And I really needed to love myself and know my self-worth and believe in myself and know that I could find the relationship that I truly wanted and was a good fit for me. Um, but if I wouldn't have been so focused on that, I just feel like it would have been negative for me and my kids. Like just, I don't know. I don't, it would have just been bad, but it wouldn't have changed the fact that I was getting divorced. Right. Like, right. That's, the, that's so important to say because bad things are going to happen. Yeah. You know, how do we get through it? How do we cope with it? Well, that's why I really like, um, I say this sometimes letting like, um, pain, like how can you use your pain to be your purpose, you know, mm -hmm. pain into purpose kind of, I'm probably saying it wrong. Um, but it's so true. Cause then I looked at it as like, okay, I can overcome this. And, and do the positive and, and step into that person, that next level of me. Um, and then it's just like, I know then I can lend a hand to a girl that's going through that mm -hmm. and, you know, needs some guidance and support and to pick up those pieces. Well, and on, on top of that, you're role modeling it for your kids. And even mm -hmm. further, you know, because you had a sense of control over your life that you got through that or go, you can get through the next thing that comes up because yeah. we say life keeps coming, right? Like I know from my parents passing away and getting through taking care of sick elderly parents, well, they weren't even elderly, but sick parents and 
and the things that I went through with that and, and the marital issues that I went through with my husband and financial issues, I got through all of that because I knew I had to, and I would, and I could, and I did. So that means, okay, so now that gave me ammunition and fuel and motivation to help me to get through this thing that I've just been, well, we're still going through with John with mm-hmm. this COVID journey and okay, whatever comes, we'll get through it. We'll, and for, well, know. and when you do all those positives of like the, you know, the coping and the self-love, um, you know, you learn to build up your courage and confidence in yourself to know that you can overcome. Right. And that's that thing we say, you know, and I've even said it to you being 55, I can't give the 36 year old you what I know because I've experienced these things that have built up my repertoire of how do I cope and get through. Mm-hmm. You can't give the 20 year old client that comes in to see you what you have. Because- I know. And that, and that's oh. sometimes the hard part about it though, is like a lot of it comes with experience of just going through it um, uh, yourself, unfortunately, like, yeah, like you said, I can't give that to somebody else. Like if, I can if, help them. Right. But if we're wise and I'm, it doesn't matter how old I am. If I'm a wise person, I can look to my friends that are 60 or 70 or 80 and say, and, and be open to listening. You know, mm-hmm. that's another thing that we get wise. Yeah. We are more willing. You can't tell a 20 year old much because yeah. you know, that, that, that's the time in life when you think you can yeah. do everything. And maybe that's what we need at that age. But as we get older, and I always say this, I learn from you every day. I learn from my clients, every single client that I come in contact with, from my kids and people, you know, I learn from everyone and, and being open to that, having the wisdom, mm-hmm. what can I learn from this? You know? Yeah. And how can I own that and do something in my life that's going to be beneficial or helpful? And I don't want to be a victim. I don't want to blame no. everybody else for, for everything that's happening or why me, why me, or I can't do anything right. Or everything's hard. We could, we could all go down that rabbit hole. We really could because mm-hmm. everybody's got their burdens, you know, but if we were, we, you know, go back to the last podcast that we did about our Mimosa Monday about finding joy and, and laughter, you know, that's another piece here that helps you to get through the difficult times and it helps you cope and, and finding those moments of joy in life when it's so negative, when it can be so negative. Yeah. And allowing yourself to feel those. Like, I think what's important too, is like, I think a lot of people, um, resist like some of those pains, like the sadness and any of that, like sometimes you have to just sit and like, allow yourself to think through it. Like, you know, what, what is this really trying to tell me? Um, instead of just thinking, Oh, we just, cause some people are the opposite where it's like, Oh, I just need to be happy all the time. Well, no, that's not real life. I think that's important. You're right. You know, we, even with internal locus of control, you still feel your feels. You can have a good yeah. that day. And actually, um, you know, there's this whole shift of thinking that depression is actually in your life to tell you something's not right and you need to change things up. You know, look at yeah. a change agent as a catalyst to change, not as, oh, I'm so depressed, I can't move forward. What is your life? What are you going through in your life that, that needs to be changed? And that's what depression is telling us. You know, something wrong. that came up for me about that was like, a week or so ago, and I'm learning to not to be a TMI for the guys listening, but I do notice around my time of the month, I just, I don't know. I just feel some kind of way, but I'm like learning to pay attention to it more. So it kind of just like made me a little more moody and just felt like I was having a bad week and Gio was sick and blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. So it was just like a week, but I'm, I'm learning to say, okay, I'm not going to just lay in bed and let this like consume me. So maybe 
maybe my week doesn't look as like, you know, badass, like I'm going to get this stuff done and like, whatever, what action steps can I still take to feel like I'm moving forward, even if it's slower and what in my healthy habits do I need to keep doing? So I think. And what you need to, and what can you let go of that week? You know? Yeah. So I'm kind of finding that and giving myself the grace of not every week is going to look the same. Some, I might be able to, you know, hustle a little harder, but giving myself the grace, but still acknowledging I'm not just going to lay in bed, feel sorry for myself, like have those negative feelings creep up. Cause then that just makes it worse. Right. And maybe you have, a, maybe you have 15 minutes of that, you yeah. know, follow a minute, like, but then you're yeah. saying, okay, I'm not going to just sit here forever. And again, taking yeah. control, that, that sense of control. But it really does feel better. Cause yeah. if I did that, that could snowball into a week and I'm like, oh crap, I did nothing all week. And I, and that can perpetuate, that can perpetuate the negative. Yeah. So that's why I was like, okay, today, what is just one, one thing I can do to make myself feel good. And sometimes just that one little thing can go into the next little thing. So you're like, oh, that made me feel better. I took action. And, and again, referring back to the last podcast, which I loved that one. We talked about laughter. We talked about joy and we both were smiling so big. Yeah. And so Again, sometimes it's that paradigm shift of thinking to what, you know, let's not focus on this night. Let's, let's, let's watch something funny or listen to an uplifting song, you know, and dance it, dance it out. Oh yeah. I know my power songs when I'm in a crappy mood. And it's funny because sometimes a song will come on the radio and the girls kind of recognize it, that it's like, that's mom's song. And I did that a lot going through my divorce. I had these just like powerful, like songs that I would listen to. So it's interesting when the girls remember that I'm like, dang, I must've been listening to that song on repeat. Cause they remember that from five years ago. Hey, that was mom's song. Yeah. Yeah. I even had, I remember I had, um, a couple songs that were my ringtones for a while. And my kids remember that they're like, Oh, that was your ringtone. I love that song. You know, it makes me think of you. Um, but again, you're also giving our, we're giving our children, we're role modeling what, okay, you can wallow in your feelings or feel your feelings for a minute, but then what can you do? Put on music, mm-hmm. do something, go for a walk, go for a jog, you know, go play with the pop. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not totally there yet with Gia believing me on the deep breathing part. I'm working on it. I think she just thinks I'm straight crazy because sometimes when she gets herself worked up, I'm like, okay, we're going to take some deep breaths together. Mommy's going to do it with you. And she's just like, it doesn't work. You know what? You should find, I, I don't know where it was. It was on Facebook or something. It was a, um, these two cute little boys that they were brothers and the one brother was having, I mean, they were only like five or six and the one brother was having a meltdown and, and the older brother was like, take your breath, take your breath. Mm-hmm. It was the cutest thing. I love that. I mean, yeah. and it really, no, I, I do some of these things with my kids already. Like I try to do the deep breathing with her. If she says negative things about herself, I make her say affirmations. I'm like, we don't talk about ourselves like that. Right. And, and again, truly deep breathing is the number one way to reduce stress. It's, it's, oh, it helps so much. logical. You're changing your body, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's slowing things down. So it, it's hard to be angry or, or upset when you're, you know, doing that. So yeah, uh, there's, those are all those things that it goes back to being, gaining a sense of control, you know, feeling, which will reduce your anxiety, reduce that victim mentality. Um, you know, practicing these things to change it up a little bit. You know, we, like I said, we all have bad days. We all have bad things that are happening. Every single person that's walking around has their own stuff that they're carrying around. 
Um, and I mean, I've gone through a lot, you know, recently and, and really over my life, but I feel so, sometimes I feel so, <laughs> I feel guilty because I'm so blessed, which is a crazy thing to say, because you, I could list, you know, a laundry list of 50 things that, that have happened that were hard, but, but I don't focus on those things. And to I be honest, feel blessed. To be honest, that's what I used to tell myself, like when I was going through my divorce before I like moved out and it just felt really hard. Um, I would just like, it, and this is just something that worked for me. It might not for everyone, but it just helped me to say like, okay, this could be worse. This, it, it could be worse. This is, this is okay. Like I'm gonna get through this. Right. And it just kind of like helped me pull out of it in that moment of just maybe even unfortunately, like thinking of situations that, okay, like I'm, I'm lucky that it's not this bad. Like it could be worse. Well, and I think that goes along with what I recommend for clients, you know, even on the treatment plan, if they're depressed, going out and doing something altruistic, volunteering at a soup kitchen, volunteering at the pantry, the food pantry, reading to little kids at the library. I mean, again, when we're doing things for other people, we have that secondary benefit of it makes us feel good. And it also kind of takes us to that. Wow. It could be worse. I could be yeah. in a homeless shelter. I mean, not that we're, I'm not diminishing that we have our issues. We do, but yeah. if, you know, this is a way of coping and saying, well, like I said, before we recorded, um, you know, your circumstance isn't going to change. It's how, it's how you handle it. What are the thoughts you're telling yourself? Because unfortunately you do, you do the bad and you, it doesn't change the situation, but you do the good. It's going to help you handle it so much better. Right. I think that's, yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. Really good. So, um, you know, practicing ways to feel a sense of control is important. You know, like you've been talking about how you have your, your calendar and, and you're, you know, making sure you're slotting times and, and, and putting it on paper so that you don't, feel like it has to run through your head all the time because you know, oh my gosh, it is like a game changer. I'm not kidding. And then you have time to find joy. I do because then I know today, like I look in my calendar and I know, Oh, okay. At this time it's get ready for date night. The kids are with their dad and I shut off done working. Yeah. I love that. We could all use a little more of that, you know, that, organized time to give us time. It's so funny because it sounds like no, it really spending oh, your whole day. What does that look like? Well, it looks like you're, you're compartmentalizing things and then you have some freedom. Yes. Cause so many, it's like, that's why I always say we're just busy being busy because if you really break it down and this, like I call it time blocking when I did this, it was so much easier for me to look at my day. Like, okay, where's that gap? Because we need to go to target and we need to get uh, we had to get a birthday present. Mira, Mira gets to go to her first birthday present. She go to her first birthday party. She's so excited, but it was, it was easy for me to do that instead of just winging it in my day. And it's like, Oh crap, we didn't get the gift. And now we don't have time. It's like, no, I put it in my calendar. That's something that simple, but it made my day run so much smoother and it seems so silly, but I am telling you, it is making me a happier person. Well, and I think too, you had mentioned before, you know, limiting social media or having, you know, cause again, we can go down that rabbit hole of, Oh, I'm just going to look at this. And then I'm going to look at this. And then two hours have gone by and you haven't gotten anything done. So you either put, you know, keep it at, to a time limited amount or, you know, making sure you're not. Hey, we, we set timers on our children's 
devices for a reason. We don't want them to overconsume, overdo this, overdo that. I guess what? I did it for myself. Yeah. I have a timer on my phone because I work so much from my phone too, that sometimes it's easy to get in and, Oh, I'm going to do this real quick and then hop on social. Like that was, that's easy to do. So instead after a certain amount of time, my apps turn off too, just like my kids. <laughs> I think that's cool. That's really important. And it's funny because sometimes I'll, I'll have, Oh my gosh, you know, I work from a lot from my phone too. Oh, I've got to put this appointment in my, for my therapy. Um, practice. And then, and then somehow I stop to go look at Facebook first. And then after I've done that for a while and it's a while, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I don't even remember what I was getting on my phone for. I forget. I forget. And it was something <laughs> important, you know, yeah. or, or you pull up your phone and there's a message or uh, something and you go to that instead of doing what you were going to do, get y'all behind. So uh, I think it, that's important too, to keep be intentional and also looking at other people's lives all the time. There's that voyeuristic part that it can make us think bad about ourselves. If, if we're always focused on what everybody's perfect stuff they put out there, you know, it, that can get it, get in the way too, but that's a whole nother podcast. So <laughs> maybe, yes. we'll, maybe we'll visit that one. And again, we're chuckling. I I'm still uh, the last one. And this one, I'm still smiling, you know, it's like take control over our lives and, and not be the victim. You know, we all could play the victim, every one of us, but we choose not to. Right. Anything else you yep. want to add on this one? So true. Anything? No, I think it was great. All right. As always, stay cheeky.